You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Are back here, Colt Molesky, bringing you another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to talk about the loss last night, but we're going to talk a lot about Towns and trying to truly judge if he should be on the All-NBA team this year. So let's get into it. First of all, let's start breaking down a little bit of this game. So the Timberwolves, they had some shifts. If you were paying attention on Twitter, I was updating you there, but there were some differences. Just an injury report from when I recorded the other night before leading up to the game. So Derrick Rose ended up not playing. Uh, he was questionable with elbow soreness. He ended up not playing. Jeff T ended up not playing. He had that kind of hampering. His, his lower body has just been worked this year with all kinds of ankles and foot injuries and all good, all that good stuff. So he was out with a foot injury. And so when I talked about how I was hoping that they would be able to go small ball in Towns' absence, that all fell apart over the span of the next... 20 some hours because of injuries, which is a bummer, but that is something that has plagued them all year long. And I will dedicate you know, there's a podcast coming. Well, I will dedicate just how bad the injuries have been and really taking a deep dive look at that. But nevertheless, uh, they had injuries going into this one. Towns did end up playing. He was talking, I tweeted out, he was talking about about how he expected to play that that night and how uh, it was that shoot around where he was just saying yeah I'm going I'm going to play tonight it's going to happen which is crazy because it seems like just the other day that he uh, he had an, an injury a, a knee injury but you know what uh, he's he's a grown ass man I guess so he's going to go out and and play but he came back 32 minutes 34 Points shot 56% from the field, 33% from three, and he had 10 rebounds, three blocks in this one. He was absolutely insane. Despite his efforts, the Timberwolves were too thin. Uh, there wasn't enough there in the tank. They had some really bad performances from some guys. Dario Sarge, when they needed a guy to really step up, he did not play very well, ended up only playing 19 minutes. And then you had... Uh, Josh Akogi, who put up the the eight, 20, 23 po- minutes, but only zero points, only zero points in twenty three minutes. Goodness gracious, what a terrible, what a terrible night for him. It, it was a bummer. And you have Keto with thirty three minutes. He had nine points, five rebounds. I mean, you're hoping that a couple of these young guys step up and find find something else, find a, a, a different level with some guys out and you can't bank on it, but you're hoping that happens and it just didn't work out for the rookies that they had. Uh, a couple surprises, uh, Cameron Reddles off the bench, 25 minutes, 12 points, surprised by him, shot really well, uh, shot 57% from three, four of seven, surprised by, surprised by him. And I was also surprised by C.J. Williams giving the Timberwolves 11 points, 18 minutes. And most of these were not really big impact minutes. I mean, the biggest lead for Denver was 26 points. They ended up winning this game by a healthy margin. And, 
you, you, you can't have expected much else. I mean, they came into this game, and they were healthy. They had Murray come in, score 30 points. You had Paul Millsap put up 23. You had the Joker with 18, 7, and 8. And you had a couple nice bench performances, too, for, for them. You had Monte Morris scoring 16. Plumlee had seven, uh, 7 points but 8 assists in this one. And they they just came out full strength, and they pummeled from top to the bottom of the roster. They pummeled the Timberwolves. They had a bunch of guys that they threw at the Timberwolves, and they played really well. Shot 60% from three, 18 of 30. Compared to the 36%, the Timberwolves shot 11 of 30. And you just, on the road, when you're down, guys, and your stud is, I mean, I, I thought Towns... For sure, he would show some signs of slipping up a little bit, but he looked amazing. But you had just so many A performances. I mean, Taj Gibson, he kind of looked his age in that one a little bit. He played 20 minutes, had eight points off the bench. He looked his age a little bit. I'm not going to come after Gibson because he's been so good this year and done everything you want him to. But you had Tyus Jones was probably the other standout for this one. He was definitely the second best player on the Timberwolves team tonight. 16 points, 70% from the field. This was definitely, if we're going to take a silver lining from this game, this was definitely a game where Tyus Jones showed me something different. And this is a game where Tyus Jones had more of an offensive edge and really took it to to the rack a few times. And I want to see more of that from him. I would love to see more of that from him. And this is the first time really where... Uh, where if you're watching this this team closely throughout the year, this really seems to be uh, the first time where he has really taken advantage of some of these injuries and some of these guys being out as far as Teague and Rose. And I, I really love this performance from him. And while it was in a losing effort, I liked the way he played. I mean, he shot three threes in this game. I mean, you usually don't see him playing this aggressive. Ten shots total for him. I liked the way he played, and if he keeps playing like that, if you play that way against a bunch of other teams, the the uh, the Nuggets played really disciplined. The Timberwolves only had 14 free throw attempts, but if you play this way against other teams, I think that Tyus could potentially, if you if he drives a few more times and plays this aggressive, you could also get into the free throw line a lot because he didn't get to the charity stripe at all. But if he plays aggressive like this, you're getting to the now you're talking about free throws as well, all that good stuff. Really love this performance from him. So at the end of the day, top takeaways from this one in a game that they're just bludgeoned. Uh, the Nuggets scored over 30 points in three quarters in this one. In a game where they were undermanned and there's not a ton you can expect from this Timberwolves team going into this kind of scenario. I mean, Wiggins out, Derrick Rose out, Teague out, what Robert Covington still out. They were coming into this game really undermanned and the, the Nuggets were at full strength. And you just got to take... Satisfaction in the fact that Towns is still amazing to watch and awesome to watch and that Tyus Jones showed through with some of that offensive talent that you you know is there and hopefully you can see that going because that's the other thing too is if you're looking at this team through the lens of all right what are they going to look like next year 
hey, what are we looking at free agency? What can we live without? What do we have to bring back? If Tyus Jones is playing really well and Tyus Jones is showing some of that offensive edge, maybe you can cut ties with a guy like Derrick Rose and feel okay about it because if you draft another guard and you have Tyus Jones, then you're you're feeling okay about your point guard position because you know he can take the helm and be the lead guy. But you've got to see more than a couple games. He's got to he's got to be that guy a few times down this stretch to make you at least feel comfortable about it going into the offseason. So that was nice to see from him. If you're looking at the the long view of this team just as far as looking into this summer what this team needs to do, it's good to see some comforting performances like that from a guy like Tyus Jones. We are going to take a break for some sponsors, and then we are going to talk about Towns. Colt Molesky here, and we are talking about the Timberwolves. Just finished wrapping up about the Timberwolves lost to Denver. And now let's talk about Towns. So the reason I want to talk about Towns is I know that there's a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but there's a few people I know of that are pushing back on my theory of Towns needing to needing to be benched. And so I get that he has some money to make uh, if he makes this all-NBA team, and I, I get that there's a motivation for him to play. And so let's let's take a realistic look at if he should make an all-NBA team, if Towns deserves to make an all-NBA team. So really over the last, this year, fantastic season for Towns, 24.5 points, 12.3 rebounds per game. Right there, that double-double is pretty pretty solid right off the top. And I think that he has played well throughout the entire season. I know that Especially myself, I have had I have a tendency sometimes to look at certain blocks of how Towns does and really, uh, really, really point out the certain blocks of how he's doing of how of how he uh, is playing in certain months of the season. But uh, to be honest, I mean, there's plenty. Uh, most seasons he is playing out of this world and playing fantastic basketball and. Uh, and it's it's awesome, and so just as far as the broad scope of the season, he has had another fantastic year. But I do want to I do want to break it up into some chunks here. If you look at the February that Towns had, first of all, thirty points, thirty point nine points per game is the most by any center in the NBA through February, and. Uh, it's it's by a lot. The next center is averaging 27.3 points. He's basically averaging uh, a little over three points per game better than the the next best guy. He's shooting 62%. He shot 62% from the field in February. 51% from the field or from three-point range. And if you're looking at guys who shoot that well and are centers – you have Channing Fry in, in the month of February. You have Channing Fry who averaged 0.7 three-point attempts, 0.7 three-point attempts per game in February. He had 100% accuracy from three-point range. He did not take a lot of them. He played three games in February, three games. Then you have Kenneth Fareed, and he played 11 games in uh, in February. He shot 55.6% from three-point range, averaged. 0.8 three-point attempts from three. 
Then you have Jaron Jackson, who shot 52%. This is the better comparison. This is the guy who actually beat him. There's a couple guys that launched a few threes, and or a couple threes, and they, they're, they're getting statted ahead of Towns. But Jaron Jackson... At third, he shot 52% from three. He averaged 3.5 threes per game in February. Towns at there at four, 51%. So he's the fourth best center, and he averaged almost five free three-point attempts per game. And then he is by far and away the best, uh, the best shooter who takes double-digit shots. Uh, as far as his field goal percentage, I mean, he's shooting over. There's no other player that shoots over 15, uh, has over 15 attempts per game, and shoots better than 60%. There's no other center that's doing that. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a lot of just players that do that. But he shot 62% and had 18.2 attempts per game. As far as rebounding, Carl Anthony Towns was third among centers with 13.8 rebounds. Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid were the only ones to beat him out there. And then he was fifth in assists with fourteen with four point one assists per game. And as far as blocks, he was he had a, a, a pretty nice February as well. He averaged one point one blocks per game in February. He he was sensational. He was amazing and it, it's crazy numbers. And to be one of the best in the top five in so many categories, in so many uh, in efficiency, and from so many areas, you're assisting, you're rebounding, and then to be leaps ahead of players in points is it's an incredible performance that he put together. And that was one month. So let's go back and let's go look at January now. In January, you see uh, another fantastic performance amongst centers. Towns is third in scoring, 25.1 points. He's playing really uh, – you can start to see the beginning of this efficient play. He's shooting 52% on 17.6 shots, 34% from three on 4.8 shots, 89% from the free throw line. He's averaging 12.1 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and 1.7 blocks per game and again up there with some of the best centers in the game if you're looking at blocks he did really well in January he's ninth in blocks per game you're looking at efficiency he's one of the more efficient shooting point or uh, excuse me one of the more efficient shooting centers in the game uh, from both areas and He's averaging some of the highest points among all centers. And he's doing this on just around 30, 31, or 31 minutes per game uh, for January and 34, or 32, excuse me, for, uh, for February. So he's, he's not playing, he's playing a lot of minutes, but he's not playing a crazy amount of minutes. I mean, you have guys like Anthony Davis, who in January are playing 36 minutes and averaging 32 points, drawing B, 32 minutes, 29 points. So, He's not the he's not the most worst center in the NBA. I mean, you're looking past him at guys who are averaging less points. Jokic, 32 minutes. Uh, Marcus Aldridge, 33 minutes. And he's still able to put up these stats. So it, it shows you how good he's been with not the most amount of time 
and he's right up there with some of the best centers in the NBA. It's it's crazy what he's done this last couple of months. And if you're looking at just the overall season effort, he's the third highest scoring center in the NBA. He's one of the best shooting centers in the NBA from both the field and from three-point range. Uh, he's one of the top rebounders in the NBA. He's one of the top blockers in the NBA. I, You can't speak enough to how good he's been and how he's been at the top of his game amongst centers. And for how dysfunctional this team has been and how how chaotic this year has been, Towns has held it together and put together a fantastic year. And this month has been no different. Five games into this month, I know we're only at the 13th right now as I speak of this, so we're only uh, edging up on halfway here. But so far in March, 33.4 points per game, 58% from the, the field. 46% from three, and he's averaging six threes per game in March. 93% from the free throw line. 10.6 rebounds, three assists, 1.4 blocks. He's been a monster. And so if you're looking at Towns, I think the biggest drawback to him, the two biggest drawbacks are the fouling and the team he's on. If you're looking at all NBA. And I think that if you're being super honest, if you're being super honest, I don't knock him a I think there's some responsibility to be had for the amount of fouls that he that he accumulates throughout the course of a season. And you have to you have to be better about not sending guys to the line. There's plenty of games where he gets pulled pretty quickly. Amongst centers, he's the second he is tied for first with 3.8 fouls per game throughout the season. And he's up there with Dwight Howard, who has played played nine games, and Jaron Jackson, who's a rookie. And so that's not fantastic. That's not what you want to see from somebody who's your franchise guy. But at the same time, I also still believe that he is incredibly hard to officiate, and he's not getting that LeBron or... Curry or KD or James Harden bump that you see other superstars get. And so while I'm not trying to say, oh, it's not fair, that's not the way it should be, I do think that that is a factor when you're looking at this. That is definitely a factor for this. I think that the stats bear out he's definitely 100% an an NBA, an all-NBA player, and he should be on the all-NBA team at the end of the year. And uh, I think that the stats bear that out just because he's one of the best unicorns that you're seeing in a league that has plenty of unicorns. And you're one of these... You're one of these centers that has really molded their game to fit three different positions, and he's playing it at a, as a seven-foot guy. And he's one of the best centers. There's plenty, large chunks of the season. You're looking at three months where he's the best center in the NBA, and you're looking at an entire season, a body of work, where he's, if he's not the best center, he's the second-best center or the, at least the third-best center. He's right there with everyone else. And he's beaten most of those guys if you're looking at just the last three months. And if you're looking at the entire season, you still have to put him like second team All-NBA. And so I, that, that's my case for him. That's me showing all the stats. And, and again, I don't think you can not give him that big of a knock for the personal fouls. 
I, I think that half of that is his fault at best. Half of that is his fault at best. And then if you're knocking him for team, I, I don't think that's fair either because all NBA is more uh, accumulation of what you've done personally versus what your team has done. And like I said, he's done this through some really shaky waters. This team has been a mess, a real mess all season long, and there's been all kinds of upheaval and all kinds of changes, and he's still been able to be the consistent great player that he's been all season long. We're going to take another break for some sponsors, and then I'm going to just give you a preview of, of the next couple of shows. But first, some sponsors. So, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first-round upsets, or all of the above, MyBookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past its loss to a 16 seed last year? And can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? If you know the answers, or even if you don't, MyBookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. Gosh, there's one in every bracket pool, isn't there? MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours, people. Bet with the best. Then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code Locked On for a 50% signing bonus. That's promo code Locked On. Use it. With MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, so... Looking at the next couple of shows here, we're going to be talking about the Utah Jazz. We're going to be talking about this team and how they play against upper-tier opponents, how they play on the road. Wanted to dive into some of that just so maybe that will help us. Maybe that will help us take a closer look and really, really get a full-spectrum look at how this team is truly going to play to finish out the season and what the proper prognostication is like. And I'm going to be trying to throw some numbers at the wall, see where Towns can finish off. All that good stuff coming up this week on the Lockdown Wolves podcast. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another show. Have a great day. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.